This is Journey Church Podcast. Here at Journey, we believe in encountering God and embracing people. From wherever you're listening, we hope you are encouraged by this week's message. My world is different now. What on earth is my life going to look like going forward? My relationships, in my job, In my family, we just don't understand what's happening. Some of us in the last two years have had some strained relationships. You know, we've recognized that some of the people we thought would be with us through these challenging times maybe have just left us. They've abandoned us. They're gone. And on some level, it's, it's devastating. Like, it's absolutely devastating. The people that you thought you were doing life with are no longer there for you. And on some level, it's quite liberating. You know? Well, nothing is ever going to be the same again. Wow, Pastor Dave, you really have a great word for us today. Like, there is no normal. You know, remember when we said, we well, go back to normal. There's no normal. There's no normal. What's this normal we speak of? We have an opportunity, I believe. And God is showing us, and through his scripture, we're going to look at this today, to reshape what our future and the destiny God has for us like we've never seen before. Here's the good news. I want you to catch good news today because I don't want to be the bearer of all the bad news and the things that you already know about. You've, you've been watching the news. You've been, you've been looking and it just kind of stranded in some respects. But I'm glad the Bible speaks to us clearly as we just kind of navigate through this fog of life. And we're going to look at a book in the scripture, in the Old Testament. And if you're new to the Bible, it's in the book of Joshua. Why don't you take a look? If you got a Bible, go ahead. Let's take a look there. Joshua 1. We're going to look at the screen in just a moment. And I believe God wants to give us some clarity with some of the fog that we've been presented with and looking at. In the book of Joshua, chapter 1, the children of Israel are about to launch into a new era of life. Like, things are different. They've been living one way for the last 40 years, and it wasn't that kind of, uh, you know, it wasn't really that good. Kind of like we've been living over the last two years in our lives, like things have been different. Only it was worse for them because there was sand everywhere, and sand was in their shoes. And, you know, when you get sand, when you go to the beach, it's just... It was a little different. But now, but now here they are, the Israelites, they're standing on the banks of the Jordan, okay? And things were about to change in this moment for them. And I'm sure a lot of them, like a lot of us continue to feel, there would be a lot of anxiety and a lot of pressure and maybe some stress in the situation on what's about to take place. Maybe you can relate to this. You're kind of, uh, what is about to take place in my life? I don't understand. I don't know exactly what's going on. But I'm feeling this pressure. 
So Joshua 1, let's read this. Let's take a look at the screen. You can follow along. You can listen to it in your car or when you're driving or uh, read this, this portion of scripture. Maybe you've heard this. Maybe you've read this a number of times. But if this is the first time for you, I'm praying you you'd give new ears to hear what God wants to say to you today. Joshua 1 verse 1 says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people, get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give to them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Verse 6. You maybe have heard this preached, heard it many different times, different ways to slice it up. It says this in verse 6. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Verse 7 says what? Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from the right or the left. You may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything that's written in it. Then you'll be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Verse 10. So Joshua ordered the officers of the people, go through the camp and tell the people, get your provisions ready. Three days from now, you will cross the Jordan here to go and take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you for your own. I love this portion of scripture. It's going to help us today. Are you ready to be helped by the Lord today? Is there a person in the house that says, yes, amen, I'm ready for this? Okay, good. Pressure's off me. It's not me. When we look at the text here, the first thing we, I want to say to you today is we need to look back. When you're wondering where to go from this place, where you're wondering where are we going, what is my life looking like, I think we need to look back a little bit. Verse 7 says this, be careful to obey the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from the right or the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. You know, and sometimes and for, for us to, to go forward in life, for us to be, uh, you know, getting motivated to move ahead in, into the promised land as we read here in the scripture, we've got to look at our past. And maybe you've heard this before, maybe you've thought about this in your own life, but, but let me give you an example of this. Um, a few years ago, I was, I was building a front porch swing. I thought it would be a great idea to build a swing. I am not a carpenter by trade, but I was following the ways of Jesus. <laughs> Thank you for laughing very loudly at that one. And so I thought I would make a swing for my dear wife. 
Yes, I went online. I heard and I and I I read things about front porch swings, and I thought it would be beautiful, wonderful. And then I realized how complicated and impossible this thing is. But I thought I could do it. So what did I do? I got some plans. I I, I meditated on the plans. I I let them sink into my head. I didn't really look at the plans after that. I just kind of absorbed the plans. And so I really had no idea what I was doing. But you know how hard can it be to build a swing? You sit on the swing, swing, swing away. And so I find a video on YouTube. YouTube, very helpful for this kind of thing. I get a video. I get all the materials that I need to, to build this. And like I said, I didn't really get a plan, but I just got a, a general idea. Get all the things I need and then realize, man, this is a little more challenging because now I got to cut things. And I'm a generalist. I'm that precision kind of guy. Like, I'm a cooker, not a baker. You know what I'm talking about? I don't like baking things because you measure it all, and if you don't do it right, it tastes like garbage. I like to just throw things in a pot and just kind of whatever happens, happens. So anyway, I'm, I'm building the swing, and I realize... After some time, wow, this is more challenging than I thought. But anyway, I get the swing done. It's complete. Voila, swing. Boot, beautiful. Present it to my wife. And, and before I, you know, she sits on the thing and falls. <laughs> Swings back. I'm like, what? I did not factor in the, the, the swingy where you, anyway. I didn't fasten it properly. The thing flipped, and uh, here's the good news. I learned from my mistakes, and from there, I went into business, and I built two more swings, and I learned what you needed to do. I learned from my mistakes. I looked at, at, the, at the things I had done wrong and built from there something that could go right. Now, why am I talking about, you know, why, why is your pastor talking about all these terrible carpentry skills that he has today. Because I think it's good for us to be reminded that in order for us to build something that is sustainable, that is steady, that is strong and useful, we have to learn from our mistakes, don't we? For me, I, I, I didn't use a plan. First mistake. I just went from my memory. I realized my memory's not so good. I thought that was enough. I thought that's all I needed. I made some mistakes and realized that I could have really messed things up. Someone could have really been hurt, and that would have been terrible, using my front porch contraption. And so if I relate this to Scripture today, and we look at the, the book of Joshua and this portion of Scripture to my personal journey with Christ, you know, I spent years in my life trying to discover truth in a variety of ways. I looked at outside influences, not biblical influences, but I looked at other things in this world that maybe I could hold on to, that I could get some foundation, some grounding in my life. I, I, I chased purpose. I chased career dreams and ideas, and I... And I, I chased academics. I, I chased social life. I did things that I thought would bring me satisfaction and purpose and, and hope. I, I sought out spiritual peace in myself. I sought out ancient philosophies. Thought maybe that's where I'll go. Like there's people who've done life before me. Maybe they've got something that I can learn from. I sought out spirituality. 
and all of them became more confusing than the next. Until I was awakened to the cross, until I realized that what I read in scripture is life-giving, that there's something about the word of God that can change you from the inside out, and God started to reveal himself to me. You see, in the Old Testament, people were always looking for purpose. They were always looking for significance through their own strength. Trying to build up through their knowledge and the philosophies of the day. Looking for purpose, looking for significance and self-awareness. And that's why Moses was sent to climb Mount Sinai to receive the Ten Commandments. In Exodus 20, the Israelites needed a plan. They, They needed a plan for, they needed to be instructed. And here's how they were to live. What was expected of them as God's people and how were they to treat others? And, and so you read the Ten Commandments. You know, you shall have no other gods before, you, before me, God says. He lays that out, like, clearly, plain as day. Remember to keep the Sabbath day holy. You should not kill. You should not commit adultery. Don't steal. Don't covet your neighbor's wife. Don't take your neighbor's stuff. Like if you borrow it, bring it back. Maybe there's more to it than that. But do we really need this plan today? Like that was good for the Old Testament people. That was good for the Israelites. They, they, needed, they, were, they, they were messed up. Not us. Do we really need this plan? The answer is yes. <laughs> The answer is yes, we need this. Do you see how people behave today? Have you looked in the mirror just for a minute? We need structure. We need to be reminded of the law. But we realize from this verse in Joshua 1 verse 7 that we're not good enough in our own strength. So Joshua is told here to obey the law. So what? What do you do when you don't know what to do? First thing we need need to do is look back. Look back at what you're to do. What's the past taught you? Where has God rescued you? What have you learned from your mistakes? What has God delivered you from? Think about that. You know, as a church, this this past year has been met with some challenges. 2021. We had to navigate as a church in-person meetings versus online gatherings, and how do we do that? How do we, how do we create a community that seems to be engaged and yet keep our safety as a concern, doing our best to serve you as a congregation, and not always knowing the best way to do that? Let me just say, if I've failed you in any way, I'm sorry. 
but please don't look at me. Let's look to God for the, for the answers, for the strength. But as your pastor, I know there's been difficult moments and you're questioning, what am I doing in this church? What is this church all about? Listen, as an aside, if, if you need help today, if you need some support, we're doing our best to help. Just let us know. I'm not good at reading minds. We're not good at really knowing. And so please share with us your needs, your concerns. You need someone to pray with you. We love to do that. We want to be a part of your life, but we're not going to force ourselves on you. We know the Lord is our source of strength. We know he's our source of hope, especially in times of discouragement. Please don't do life alone. We're better together. Gifty, shirt makes sense. That's why we do small groups. That's why we're trying to be engaging with one another and serving together. And we're all these things that we've faced in this last year, in this last season, here's the cool news. We're experiencing the favor of our Lord. The favor of God is upon us in the midst of the struggle. Let me just give you a few highlights today. I don't want to spend too much time here. And we are counting. So we're counting some of the, 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 we're in a process of counting some of the numbers from, the, from 2021. I want to just report to you, thankfully, I want to report to you for maybe the first time in the history of the church, we've been able to, to meet our financial obligation in regards to our budget. So let's give God praise for that. We've been able to meet some of the obligations as far as our mission support. Let's give God praise for that. We were we are able, we, we, we don't know the actual numbers yet, so we're going to share this with you in a few weeks, but our, but our kingdom partner's goal, oh, come on, let's give it up for God. We've been able to go over and above there. We're going to give you some of those numbers very soon. You can see it, you'll read it, we'll, we'll help you walk through it together. But we can give God thanks today. Come on, we can give God thanks today for his faithfulness and your obedience as a body of believers in this together. That he's challenged us, we've been encouraged, and we've seen God move in our church. So the next truth, we got to look back. we got to see and learn from our past. The second thing we need to do is take courage today. What do you do when you don't know what to do? Second thing is take courage. Joshua 1, verses 6 and 7. I said this earlier. Let me say it again. The word of God says, be strong and courageous because you will lead this people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Said twice here, what do you do when you don't know what to do? Well, at the beginning of Joshua, verse 1, the Israelites are getting ready to enter a new phase of their life. They've been wandering for a number of years in the desert. They were on the brink of a fresh start. God promises them this new place after he des- delivers them from slavery in Egypt. Escaping Egypt was not easy. They endured plagues. And Pharaoh later begins to, to chase them on their way to the promised land. Maybe you are here today, and you're feeling like, man, this past year, you have felt like you're in the desert. 
and Pharaoh is chasing you. Yeah, like you've been delivered, but I, it feels like the enemy is on my back here. I don't understand. I, I thought there was a promise for me. Why is, why is the enemy chasing me right now? God, didn't you deliver me? I don't get this. Like, are we really going to get rescued from all of this mess? Is there really any hope at all? Let me remind you that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Come on. Like, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't change. He's constant. He's consistent. If there's anything you can ever trust, it is God in this world. His characteristics remain the same. He does not change. He doesn't always rescue in the same way because he's a creative God. Let that sink in for a second. Because we often want God to rescue us the same way he did it before. Like, remember that, God? Remember that time? Could you just do that again? Why would I do that again? I could do it a different way. Let me surprise you with what I can do. Let me show you how awesome I am. Let me show you how you just trust me, and it will be okay. God protected his people. Even an angry Egyptian army charged towards them. At the edge of the sea, he instructs Moses to raise his hand, parting the waters and allowing escape, a safe escape through. When the Israelites were, were safely across, he closed the path, covering the Egyptians in the process. Like, that's incredible. You think the Israelites would be grateful? Oh, man, Lord, thank you. You're amazing. You did. A miracle in front of our eyes. Like that was, wow. It's incredible. Instead, when times get hard, what do the Israelites do? They complained. They questioned God's plan of, of leading them out of slavery into freedom. And because of their complaining and disobedience, many of the Israelites didn't make it to the promised land. God turned their exodus into a 40-year journey. And after this length of time, part of the generation would die and not enter into the promised land. Why? Because they lacked faith. What do we learn from this? I think we need to learn this. Don't take the mess. Don't take the challenges that you're facing today and make them worse. We all got stuff. We all have messes we're dealing with. But don't make them worse. Let me just say this. Hang in there. Hang in there. There's a solution. There's a way out. What does he say in verse 6? Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land. I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous. You see, here's the thing. God has designed us and he has a plan for us. The problem is that sometimes we believe it and other times we don't. 
We choose when to believe it. Like, like for an ex- let me give you an example. Let's think about the dating scene for those who are dating. Oh, she's so cute. She, I think she likes me. I mean, I see, she looks at me a certain way. We, we go out on a date. Nope. That's not the one. That's not the one. Oh, God does not care about me. He does not care that that person that I thought there was a connection there is not going to work. That's it. I give up. I give up on God. I give up on trusting you. That's it. Or how about this? Oh, he's so handsome. See how I did that with my handsome. You know, I, I think he's the one for me. I, I, this, this could be date one, things are good. Yeah, it's, you know, day two, he makes me pay. It's over. This is not the man that the Lord has provided. God, where are you? She's not sure I can keep trusting you to, to, to provide for me in this area of my life. Let me give you a few more disappointments. Maybe you're praying for a child. He's just trusting God you believe that's a plan, the desire that God has given you and nothing. Maybe you're, you've been looking for a new job or looking for a job and you can't seem to understand what the plan is and what God has in store for you. Maybe you're, trying, you're praying for God to make financial ends meet and it just doesn't seem like there's ans- answers and the, there's, the list goes on and on and the enemy is chasing you and it feels like, man, what's going on? Why is Pharaoh at my back here? Why is the enemy coming after me? I thought we were living in a season of promise. I thought I was living in a season where God wants me to trust in him and move forward. But the word of the Lord says, God says to you, be strong and be courageous today. Let me give you some wisdom here today from the word of the Lord in declaring these words. When we, 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 we need to discern when to be strong and courageous. See, these words were given, uh, written for a specific people for a specific time. God has a calling on each one of our lives today. If a situation doesn't seem like to be lining up with God's will, we need to seek direction. When we walk with God's will in our lives, we can be confident that he will provide the strength and the courage we need. Is there an amen in the house today? Let's trust him. Not sometimes. Always. The third thing I want to leave you with today is we just try to understand where we're going, what you're feeling, what you're faced with is this, and we need to get moving. Let's take a look at the scripture here, Joshua, verse 10 and 11. It says, so Joshua ordered the officers of the people, verse 10, go through the camp and tell the people, get your provisions ready. Three days from now, you will cross the Jordan here to go and and take possession of the land that the Lord your God is giving you for your own. What do you do when you don't know what to do? Number, I I think you need to do this. To pack your bags. 
We need to get ready. We need to get moving. It's hard to move anything that is firmly rooted and not willing to move. Have you ever faced this or experienced this? Have you ever tried to move someone physically that doesn't want to move? It's not, it's not really working with you. Now, now, all of our health professionals in the room, doctors, nurses, caregivers, you'll understand this. When a patient is not really willing to move or can't move, maybe they're lying down on a bed and they can't move, I don't know how you move them. I don't know how you do. You have special powers from the Lord. If it was me, I would just pinch them. But I, I don't think that would be good. That's why I'm not doing what you do. And so how do you move someone that doesn't want to move? I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to get them going. I've had conversations with men and women, adolescents and, and uh, children that are struggling maybe in some particular area of their life. And unless they want help, there is nothing that I can do unless they're ready to make a change. There is nothing I can say. There's no principles I can offer to make anyone move when they don't want to move. Joshua says to the people, get ready. Get your provisions. Because three days from now, you're going to cross the Jordan and take possession of the land. So maybe you're here today and you're afraid. Your fear, you're filled with fear because you don't know what this next step is for you. You don't know what the next season of life looks like for you. It's okay. Maybe you're, you're uncertain if God really has your back. I want to say to you today, be strong. Be courageous. He's going to take you to the promised land. Just start off doing what you can. Just maybe fill up your bags, getting your bags ready, figuring out what needs to be packed. Maybe get up from sitting down, stand up, put your shoes on. Maybe just begin to, to walk. Take steps. And as you're walking... Watch what God wants to do. Watch what he wants to do and build faith in your heart. Build faith to believe that God is, is doing more in your situation. He is leading you. He's, he's committed. You've committed yourself to be led by him. Being strong and courageous doesn't mean to move in your own strength for your own desires. It is God's will in your life. It's God's plan in your life to get moving because he has a plan for you today. I want you to stand up all across this room today. We're going to sing this song together because I believe as those uh, people, the, the Israelites were getting ready and this song specifically, he's talking about, you know, walking around the walls and, and crying out to God, the God, we need you. 
We need you. Let's sing this together as a declaration of believing God will take us through this season into the next season. Would you just lead us in worship together today? Come on, let's, all of us, let's lift our hands to heaven today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for joining us today on Journey Church Podcast. For more information about our ministry, visit myjourney.church.